0: All right, so our dilemma of the day involves uh, a simcha, a wedding that was taking place. A young man in Israel, a yeshiva bachar, one of the yeshiva students had become engaged, getting married, and his wedding was up north, in the north of Israel, in one of the beautiful halls up there. Uh, his friends were all in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, further south. That's where he studied, his the yeshiva that he studied in, and... What this Chatan, the groom, organized, that he really wanted his friends to be present at his wedding, and so he organized a bus. He he rented a bus, a 30-seater bus, and uh, he organized that the bus would go past the yeshiva where he studied in Jerusalem to bring his friends up for the wedding and take them back afterwards. And it was at his expense, you know. It cost, uh, you know, good uh, good thousand or so shekels, a bit more. But uh, he wanted to do it for his friends, and so he he rented it. And he asked one of his friends to be in charge of this bus and to make sure that all of his friends who can come to the wedding will jump on the bus and and join. So we'll call the Chatan, we'll call him Reuven and his friend Shimon, who was in charge of the bus. And so Reuven said to Shimon, the bus will come by the yeshiva at uh at 5pm, anyone who wants to come up north for the drive should jump on and they'll be returned late at night after the wedding. Anyway, Shimon asked around, to, told everyone at the yeshiva, we've got a bus going and people were excited. Uh, 30-seater bus? But by the time the, the, the time for the bus was ready to leave, there were only about 15 guys who were actually ready to go and, and excited to go. And so they, they got onto the bus. Um, the bus started its its way out, out of Jerusalem and those who are familiar know that uh, there's one main artery that heads towards the north from Jerusalem uh, where where it start, goes out past the bus station and then towards the, the windy, beautiful road through the forest and out to the north and uh, as they go there, there's there's a whole series of bus stops there, people waiting for various buses also, people waiting for A tramp, a tramp in Hebrew is a a hitchhike, people hitchhiking. Uh, And so Shimon noticed a lot of young yeshiva boys at one of the bus stops. And this bus stop was for a a bus going north. So he asked the bus driver to stop and and he went off and he asked the guys, where are you going? And there were a bunch of them. They were all going exactly to where he wanted to go, where they were going for the wedding. Not for the same wedding, but they, but, they, but they wanted to go to the same area. Shimon, being a bit of an entrepreneurial type, said to these guys, I'll tell you what, I've got this bus, it's a return bus, there and back for, for, the, uh, for, the, for the evening, 50 shekels each, and you can come on, which would be less than the public buses to do a round trip. Uh, not bad at all. And so, indeed, there were a bunch of them. 12 guys who said yeah we'll do that and so one by one they gave him the 50 shekels and and he had a 30 seater bus only 15 guys on the bus so he was able to take 12 more onto the bus which was fantastic they were going to ride in the same area and everyone was happy everyone was happy that is except Reuven the groom when he heard about it he said excuse me I paid for a bus for my friends to come to my wedding. You can't on-sell tickets on my bus and then pocket the money, he says to Shimon. I'm out of pocket for, for, for this bus and then you're selling tickets to other people to go on, on, on my bus. That's not fair. Shimon says back, what are you talking about? I did exactly as you said. I, I offered to everyone in the shiva to come, all of your friends, 15 of them came and there were spare seats, empty seats. So we could have come with with a half-empty bus, and you would have paid exactly the same amount. Or I let these guys come on, and I made a little bit of money on the side. What, 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 what harm is it to you? Ruben says, no, that, that extra 600 shekels, you owe me. And Shimon says, I don't think so. I think, I think that, was, that was my little deal on the side. What do you say? I reckon that he's got a... It's not one way or the other. I think they should share. Because he got the sale by getting the guys on the bus, but the other guy paid for it, so he should be compensated. I think they're somewhere in the middle. Okay. There is a notion of shomel, and if you are guarding somebody's property or whatever, you cannot make a profit out of it because they invested in you, the idea that you'll protect their benefits. So if there is any profit, it should go to the person that paid for the bus. Uh, because if, if you've been nominated to be a Shomer, then it's not yours to be used. Great point, great point. So this is, this is exactly what we have to analyze. We have to analyze, is, are you allowed to make money off somebody else's thing? And if, and if you do, is it all your money, or is it shared, or is it all theirs? Exact, exactly, exactly how does it go? So for this, we have a Mishnah. Straight out of the Talmud, Tractate Bava Metziah, Laman Heya, I'm at base, it's, on, it's in Tractate Bava Metziah, page 35b. There's a Mishnah that says the following, listen to this. Somebody who rents a cow from somebody else. As is, is was common back then. Today we rent cars or buses, but then you rented a cow. You needed a cow to work in your field, so you rented a cow. So uh, we'll call we'll call uh, him Yehuda. He rented a cow from uh, Zvulun. So Zvulun's cow is now being rented by Yehuda. He's paying rent for it. Meanwhile, Yehuda is approached by a friend of his. Called Dun, who wants to borrow his cow. It's not his cow. It's not Yehuda's cow. It's really Zavulun's cow. Yehuda's renting it from Zavulun, but Dun wants to borrow the cow. He needs it just just for the day. So 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 Yehuda lends the cow that he's that he's renting to Dun, his friend. Meanwhile, Dun, while using the cow, a mishap happens. the The cow drops dead he didn't do anything wrong, but it just the cow dropped dead as as it was doing its work. We have an interesting case here because when you rent something from somebody else, you're responsible to look after it, like nira said a shomer, you're you're responsible as as a as a renter to look after it, and if you are negligent, if you treat it wrongly and you damage it, so you're you're liable. however, as a renter. If it, if some freak accident happens like the cow just drops dead while you're renting, you're not liable for that. You rented it to use. It wasn't your fault that it died. It just dropped dead. So, you would not be liable if you're a renter. However, a borrower has different laws. Somebody who borrows is not paying anything. They're not losing anything. They're getting all the gain, all the benefit, and they're not paying anything. Therefore, they have more responsibility. A borrower is responsible, even if a freak accident happens that wasn't their fault, not through their negligence, they're responsible to pay. If you borrow somebody's cow and the cow dies, not through your fault, just through a normal old age or freak accident or whatever it was, it wasn't your fault. Nevertheless, a borrower has to pay the damages to the owner. So in our case, we've got a mixture of these two. Zvulun was the owner of the cow. He rented his cow to Yehuda. Yehuda was a renter. Had the cow died in in, in Zvulun's hand, in Yehuda's hand, sorry, he would have to pay. He would not have to pay because he's a renter. But he lent it to a third party, to Dun, and it died in Dun's hand. When you're a borrower, you have to pay for the death of a cow. So what's the case here? Who who? What what relationship do we look at? Do we look at Zvulun's relationship with Yehuda as a renter? Or has this been transferred now to the borrower? So the Mishnah says about this two opinions. The first opinion is that the borrower has to pay the damages, has to pay for the dead cow to the guy he borrowed it from, the middleman who was the the renter. And the renter then turns to the owner and says... Well, it didn't die through any negligence, so therefore I don't owe you anything. That's the first opinion. In other words, this opinion says that Zvulun, the owner of the cow, well, his cow's dead. Done. The borrower of the cow has to pay because he's a borrower. But who does he pay to the person he borrowed it from, which was Yehuda, the middleman. Yehuda's now got the money of the cow that he rented, wasn't his. And he turns to Zvulun and says, well, the cow died by uh, natural causes of no negligence of mine. Therefore, I owe you nothing. That's what the Mishnah says. However, Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah says, that makes no sense. How could this guy make money off this guy's cow? That makes no sense. How could Yehuda, who does not own the cow, he rented the cow. How could he make money off Zvulun's cow because he... He, borrow, he, he He lent it to somebody else. That makes no sense. You can't make money off somebody else's property, off somebody else's thing. That, make, that makes no sense at all. And so therefore, he says that what should happen? Zvulun, the original owner, has to get paid by Dun the borrower. So in other words, the, 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 the ownership of the cow remains always with Zvulun. When it was rented, it was rented to be used. The use of it, that's what you do when you rent, but you don't own it. And you're passing it on to the, to the next party. So when he passed it on to the next party to borrow, it still belonged to Zvulun. And so therefore the borrowing was essentially borrowing from Zvulun, the original owner. Therefore, when the cow died in the hands of a borrower, the money goes to the original owner, which is Zvulun. Applying this logic, and, and, and by the way, the halakha follows Rabbi Yossi, that indeed, that's what would happen in such a case. The borrower would pay the original owner. The middleman is out. So applying that to our case, we would say the same thing. That uh, even though here, the original owner we're talking about here is not an owner. The original owner is actually a renter. And that is Reuven, the Khatan, the groom, who paid for, this, for the use of this bus. He paid for the seats in the bus that was paid for by the Khatam. He paid for it. He asked a favor from Shimon, you're my representative, to organize the people to come on the bus, my friends to come on the bus, who I paid for. For Shimon to go and rent out seats in the bus to other people or sell those places, however you want want to describe it, well, how can he make money off somebody else's rental? That Ruven has rented this bus for his friends, he's, he's given them, he's not asking them to pay, he's giving them the seats, but he's paying for it. That's his gift, but it's his, but it's his rental. For Shimon to utilize that by, and, and make money out of it, how can he make money off somebody else's thing? Now he could, ask, he could argue, Shimon could argue, hang on a minute, that's not the same. In the case of the cow, the cow is dead, the owner loses his cow. In my case, what is Ruven losing by me renting six places to these people? 12 places to these people. What is he losing? He's losing nothing. It's the same bus, the same payment, the same friends are coming. He's not out of pocket anymore because of me. So what's he losing by me renting out uh, these, these seats of my own? Well, he is losing. He's paying for the bus. He's paying for this bus. He's, he's out of pocket. Yes, you're right it wouldn't have made a difference. He'd have to pay the same amount whether his 15 friends are the only passengers or you added those 12 people. He's still paying the same amount. However, he is paying. He's out of pocket. And therefore, you you can certainly understand why Reuven would say, I, with my generosity, I wanted to pay for my friends to come to the wedding. But if there's some, uh, some money in return, there's some return on my investment, if, the, if there's some ability for others to come on and pay, and I don't have to pay so much for my friends to come to the wedding? Of course, I would want that. And so Schumann cannot take that and make money off his rental, of Ruven's rental, when it's, when it's not his. And you can't say he's losing nothing, he's, he's paying for the bus. However, we would also have to admit that even if, let's say, really Ruven, the groom who's paying for this bus, should be reimbursed, that the money that's coming in from these extra rentals, these extra seats that are being sold should go to him, he also owes Shimon something. Because as Jack mentioned earlier, Shimon was the, the go-between who brought this income. He brought this new business, the, the, this, this new return on, on the investment. Had Shimon not made that offer with his ingenuity and his quick thinking on, on the spot and made the offer to these 12 guys, so then that, that, that money would not have come in at all and therefore, he also deserves a cut. He deserves a, a, a part of it, whether, whether it's 10% or wh- whatever it is, that, that has to be uh, determined. So therefore, the fair thing he would be to say that this bus is Reuven's bus, he's paying for it. And so therefore, any return on that investment goes to him. Shimon has no right to make money off somebody else's property. However, if he's bringing income for somebody else because of their property, because of their investment... He deserves to be paid for that as well. And so really, everyone should be happy. Shimon will get a bit of cash in his pocket for, for, his, for the job he did. Ruven will get a bit of a discount on what he ended up paying for the, for the bus. is going to be a bit cheaper because there was some income. The guys who got, got a cheaper bus fare to their, to their wedding, the, these other people who came on, the 12 uh, strangers, the friends all got the free trip back and forth from, from the wedding. And hopefully, the wedding went well and they had a happy life and a happy marriage.